This episode of the CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have two convenient locations, Capitol Hill and Wallingford. I love going to Capitol Hill. I'll go order my food, whether it be tacos, burritos, or tamal. I love their tamales. They're fantastic. And then I'll go sit on the patio, enjoy my meal, and then wait for something interesting to happen. And given that it's Capitol Hill, something interesting always happens. If you don't have time to go to either location, you can always order through your favorite food ordering app, Uber Eats, Caviar, or Chow Now. They make it really easy to get all of your favorite items. So next time you're craving some delicious Mexican food, stop in or order. You'll be glad you did. that song playing 24 7 when it first came out oh it's so good i was listening to it all the time have you seen that video they have a 24 hour video of it do they yeah and it was like lucas loves to dance and so we played that and he was all up and it's <laughs> it's just random people dancing yeah for 24 hours and it's so charming yeah no, I haven't seen that yet. I have, I have to uh, check it out. It's on the U to the tube. Shout out to YouTube. If you're not looking at YouTube. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Watching Where, stupid TV? How big is the rock you live under? <laughs> and if it's real big, you should start doing push-ups right now. Okay. I need to learn how to do this properly. All right. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you. It was Hello, good. I know. everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. Hey, Cody. Hey, Carlos. How are you? I'm muy bien. Gracias, you Muy too. bien. Gabla <laughs> Espanol, muy bien. Well, this is the last show of the year. Do you have a cry sample? <laughs> no. I don't. Because eh, it's, it's, it's happy. Yeah. Happy. Did it, how was your year? Uh, my year overall was highs and lows. And overall, it's been good. Got some things uh, that started as ideas that have manifested, which is cool. And have some things that are still in the work. So I'd like to kind of see those come to fruition as well. But overall... I mean, we're still here. I got my limbs. <laughs> I'm a, I feel like, I mean, honestly, I, you know how it goes. Like when you feel like yourself in a transitional. Yeah. Like I, I feel like the butterfly trying to get out of the cocoon right now. Like I know there's this like thing that's in front of me and I'm, I'm not quite finished with the metamorphosis. Yeah. But. I can see it, you know, and so <laughs> you're but, halfway out. You're well, but you're all wiggling last your year, way out. Yeah, but all last year was the wiggle, you know, like setting it up, you know, building it, and then now we got to wait just a little bit, and then hopefully, to bust out. Hopefully, I'll get to spread my little butterfly <laughs> wings and flutter no, big on. Big butterfly big wings. Big but I'm a giant butterfly just waiting big, to flutter. Gigantic colorful patterned but with a small buffalo wings with a small Buff waist buffalo wings yeah <laughs> i said buffalo wings i don't want buffalo wings <laughs> butterfly wings yes the pretty multicolored yeah the prettiest shades that you can think of i want all the electric blues <laughs> no reds could be Yellows. red could be red could I, i'm i'm going for pretty with a small waist <laughs> the small waist yeah, you know butterflies. They have that skinny torso, you know. <laughs> they do. Very small thorax. Yes, I want the sm I want the tiny thorax. It's I think that uh 2020 won't be the best uh in shape of my life. <laughs> I'm shooting for like 2024. I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. That's great. Yeah. I've got uh 4 years or 3 years. I I've I was getting a good action for a while there and I totally You were getting good action? As far as like the fitness action. Oh, okay. Yes. I was on a steady fitness. I'm an immature boy. Yeah. So remember I keep got that it. In mind. I, you're I'm sure like ninety eight percent of the people out there are have the same mindset. <laughs> we just try to keep it on after Louis C. K. everybody's like scared to be a regular person anymore. Like, don't say vagina. No, don't that's not what Louis C.K. did. No, it's not what he did. But I'm saying after that, everybody tightened up on their. But their Louis C.K. was a weirdo. I don't even think he's that weird. Do you, okay? Do you, should I remind you what he what he got in trouble for? I know what he got in trouble for. He got in trouble for asking women if it's okay for him to masturbate in front of them. Yeah, but I mean, he could have just been like. Here's the thing. Like, that's a that's, little weird. It's not that it's not weird, but like there is some 
something to be said about the <laughs> his I'm, politeness and to asking for permission. I mean, look, you, you ask if somebody's like, "Yeah, dude, I'm not really cool with that." I'm like, "All right." Yeah, that, that's what would happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, uh, there was a. I've definitely been in situations, unfortunately, but it's true. Where people have just pulled out their dick and started jerking <laughs> off. And I was like, oh my goodness, what the fuck is Where, that, dude? When, when was this? Uh, I mean, 99. Like, what was, uh, paint us a picture here. When, do, how did this happen? It, I've never it, had the urge when I'm in a group. I guess, you know, <laughs> I got, well, I got to just start spanking it like a rabid monkey. It he, there was it wasn't it was a slow stroke. <laughs> it was like it, was, it looked like there was a build up <laughs> happening. But uh was this dude drunk? No, but I was with a friend. I had a friend and he was a uh, It's hard to say. Yeah, he's kind of a party boy, you know. He liked to drink. He liked flashy things and nice things and yeah he liked having a lot of girls around and looking like the man <laughs> right like seriously and like he dated this chick who ended up being a playboy model and he had a friend who was a playboy scout oh i want that job and he was like a he was a friend a wait d- how do you get this job I don't know the guy was an la guy and well, he um he playboy's out of business so it doesn't matter and he dated a chick who was a porn star. His girlfriend was a porn star. And my friend was pretty wild. And, like, that excludes me. I mean, I was wild, too. That's why he kept me around. But we were good friends. And um, he had the rumor, not even a rumor, I mean, from my friend's I'll leave his name out of it, but from my friend's own mouth, he had told me he was like, "Yeah, you can go have sex with my girlfriend, no problem." On other occasions, and Wait, so who told who that? <laughs> my friend. Yeah. Let's call him Steve. That's not yeah. his name, but let's say Steve. Right. S- Steve said, "Yeah, yeah, uh, Tim, you oh, like okay, my gotcha. girlfriend's over there. If you want to go fuck her, like go for it." So Tim would tell the Playboy Scout. Yeah, but like he was always kind of like down for swingery kind of scenarios. And he was really into chicks that were bisexual, like yeah. a lot. He was like, he was always trying to hook me up with my own best friend. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm cool. Thank you. Yeah. But he was always trying to like create the vibe, create the scene, right? right. Trying to get that to go down. Trying to instigate some. He didn't even care if he was involved. Yeah, he just wanted to hear about he just it, know, to know about it. Yeah, it happened, or see a little action of it, whatever. Right, and um, you know, and this dude, his friend, was a Playboy scout who also had a uh, porn star girlfriend. So who knows of what course. their lifestyles like, right? Just shenanigans and shenanigans. All, total all the dicks out. <laughs> all the dicks out. <laughs> so. So this like what there's I'm a saying. hole available, it's getting Yeah, serviced. and so, like, I was a professional dancer and everything, and my friend had been telling him about me, and I don't remember how I ended up 
upstairs in the upper <laughs> level of the house. The house was like sick. My friend's house. Yeah. It was gorgeous. And like I'd spent a lot of time there. And um, so I was just comfortable in the house. And so I went upstairs. And then um, the guy was like, he said, you're a dancer. And there's this club opening up. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, I am. And he was like, well, let's see what you got. And so I was like thinking, no big deal. I, I dance all the time, everywhere. Yeah. So I start dancing, and dude pulls his dick out, and I like stopped everything I was doing, and it wasn't that kind of dancing. And I was like screaming to downstairs at my friend, <laughs> I won't, Steve. I, I say in quotes, Steve, what the fuck? Tim like, Tim's got his dick out and all of a sudden you hear my friend like running up the stairs going no 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 she's not like that. Like did he think it was like a a, a porn tryout or something? I don't think a porn. I just think that he thought that like because I was friends with my friend that this wouldn't be that shocking to him and he was just going to make so himself he, comfortable. Because you had that friend in common he felt comfortable enough to start masturbating in front of you. Yeah. That is weird. It it was weird. Slightly predatory. In this Me Too environment. It was definitely not <laughs> in any kind of Me Too environment. There was none of that at the time. And uh, the, 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 the way the story goes is that that guy, the guy who pulled his dick out, was... Can I just talk like I'm just gonna talk like that? Sorry, this is this is how I talk. Anybody who knows me knows that I have a <laughs> very thin filter, if any. <laughs> so let it go. So anyway, let it fly. But I mean, I was freaked out. I'm not saying that wasn't the case either. I was like so not ready for that, and yeah. was like, whoa, that's absolutely crazy. That's a little bit shocking. Yeah, and I told my friend, and he was like, oh shit, I forgot to tell her about him. Okay, hold on. Hey, you can't that do that. A- Whoa, no. Masturbate at any moment type of guy? <laughs> I guess so. I guess See, so. I don't know. Like, I I don't know. It was a lot. <laughs> and it was like his whole... Anyway, it was a lot of, like, confidence. <laughs> and so... It, I mean, that... Uh, I just... Holy God. It, it's it like, does take a special man to be able to do that, ladies, I think. Ladies, you get the surprise dick. It's, like, ingrained in your brain forever. You never forget... <laughs> you the, can still see it? The surprise... Yeah. It was it, it was, so like, was well he, manicured, was not it? a lot of hair going on. So that, I'm assuming you know he was what that already means? aroused. It means you see the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so um, so anyway, yeah, he said he he came and was like, no, you can't. And then he apologized. He was like, oh, sorry, I didn't. Oh, he really. finished. No, he didn't finish. Oh, he just he apologized just for pulling his dick out on oh, me. Okay, right. And I, mean, I was, and and, and then everything polite, just kind of like went back to normal. Like, okay, should yeah. we go downstairs? <laughs> I was like, yeah, can we? You want to go first, and I'll just uh-huh. meet you down there. <laughs> it's like, it's like, do you do you think that he was expecting some sort of sex during no, this thing? No, it no. was like, no. When I uh, look at girls audition, I like yeah, to masturbate. Yeah. Right. Or and like, nor I don't know. You know, you, you spend know, enough time at the Playboy Mansion, and it's like, <laughs> who says the the porn industry isn't classy? <laughs> it was crazy. That that same dude ran into me in a club in L.A. and offered me to hang out with Charlie Sheen, but then oh. also told me that he likes to get rough with girls sometimes just to let you I was like dude I'm not was this uh, available for that was this uh pre or post tiger blood Charlie Cheen? way prior okay yeah so this was <laughs> this was young on fuego 
behind the scenes Charlie Sheen. That is nuts. Yeah. Well, so anyway, what I was going to tell you is that same guy is apparently the guy who originally got his hands on the Pam Anderson video. Oh. Somebody gave it to him because they knew him to be kind of a lascivious dude, I'm assuming, and said, hey, do we have this. Do you want this? And then he sold it to a different guy and was like, I don't want anything to do with well, it, but I will I know somebody who might be interested in that. And uh, it's just a weird thing because then I ended up knowing the guy. Again, this is all through the same friend, Steve. Like, yeah, he, Steve's got a... Steve's got a He's in the shady underbelly of... But uh, he is, but he isn't. Yeah. Like, he knew this other kid way before he hit a bunch of money, and then this kid ended up being this weird, like, entrepreneur savant. So the shady porn dude, he gave the video to this other kid who had, like, was a valet, valeting cars, had a bunch of money, like saved a bunch of money valeting cars and stuff and started a, like a one of those 1976 phone sex things, <laughs> right? But like at a young age, like before 20. Yeah. And he started making like millions by the time he hit 21 years old. He was super young. Wow. And he just He's like this dude who makes girls gone wild. It's kind of different though because what he did is he kind of made it more like of a licensing deal. Like you could have your 1976 number and you just license it through him, and then he takes a cut, and you get a piece. And he runs like, um, what do you call them? Like uh, cubicles with yeah. people op- doing phone operations with uh, just people, right? Answering phones, right, right. And so he did that, right? But then all of a sudden, the internet took off, and so this guy decides he's gonna switch that into this like kind of live, live porn channel or something like something like videos like cam girls yeah exactly okay and so um but he's he's like 24 years old and he's just like keeps rolling this <laughs> like this but my friend knew him also when he was like the valet kid right and it just kind of hey he's a he's a go-getter this guy's a go-getter so then they teamed up and the the shady porn dude Sold that young kid the Pam Anderson video, and he made millions off so, that. But then ultimately, he got his ass sued, and and his whole operation got shut down because of that same video. Well, the interesting question here is that which Pam Anderson video? <laughs> the one with her and Tommy Tommy Lee okay. that w- that was so infamous. Because Pamela Anderson liked to have her sex videotaped. She also made a videotape with Vince Neal. Yeah, so the Tommy one, the, yeah. the first Vince one. Vince Neal was way before Tommy Lee. Yeah, but so so, but this one was a very. It was like a known thing that was like it was. Kind of, I want to say it was the like, first one, like first viral. Yeah, like sex tape, right? The first, yeah, the first celebrity sex tape that went uh, viral. That went viral, went nuts. And so this guy was kind of on the precipice of that, and he was so young that it just like put it on the map. Yeah. And then my friend, he was doing. He was an entrepreneur. He had had a bunch of like really. And still does this. He like turns and flips businesses and then sells them. And so, um, but anyway, that was just like a weird circumstance of a triangle of people. Right. And it it's how crazy that it spider webs 
into other things, like maybe getting your ass kicked by Charlie Sheen if you if you feel like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you do something like that, then you have your hands in a lot of things. I feel like that's another thing, though, like an L.A. guy. Like when you think about like I was talking to this friend of mine about um, me meeting like a, just this handful of celebrities and in such quick succession. You're right. And when we were talking to her, she's like, I don't understand how you met these people. And I'm like, but that's the thing. Here, it seems crazy. But when you're in L.A., literally, they're just people. They're just, they're, yeah. They're in they the They go clubs. to the places just like everyone exactly. else. Exactly. They're in a restaurant. They're in a club. Somebody knows them. Somebody knows somebody who knows them. And you ju- it just ends up happening like that. I yeah. met a comedian at... Um, uh, Plus, it was this breakdancer girl that was like out at some kind of hot spots. I was performing places, you know, I'm like out in public on this other kind of level. Mm -hmm. So I was in in Vegas doing a show at this really big show at uh, Hard Rock that they brought a lot of celebrities in. And backstage, because I was going to be part of the show, I met a comedian guy. And then he, um, he, we were talking and laughing and vibing and everything. And then the show was over and that was the end of it. Right. Well, he went to the show producers and was like, we all had to sign releases and contracts <laughs> and stuff. So my phone number was in there and he was like, I want that girl's number. Yikes. And then he contacted me and he's like, I hope you don't mind. You know, I know it's kind of like... A, Weird. It's like a not the most professional thing to do, but and if you don't, if you mind, I won't. But he was really nice about it, right. and I was like, no, that's totally fine. It wasn't like he was coming fully out of the blue either. We had talked for a while and everything, but then he ended up like, you should come to L.A. And then sure enough, when I go to L.A., he's like in a comedy scene. So I met Vince Vaughn. I met Chris Rock. I met like all like within a matter of like two or three days. And I was like sitting at a table with Vince Vaughn, like singing songs and telling jokes. And he's like hitting me in the leg. I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. It happens in L.A. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I mean, you see these people. But if you're even with a little one toe it, the scene is actually really small. Right, because they stick together. And there's not that many famous people in the consideration of the general general population, and they're all concentrated in one city. Yeah, they all hang. They and all... they all want to be seen at the hot spot. So if this is the hot spot, that's where the people are going to go, <laughs> the ones that are going out, right? So it's kind of easy, to, I would say, to place yourself. Like the comedy store, right? Right. It's like a known comedy place. Well, this guy was a successful, like, succeeding comedian so we walk right up he performs there so we're gonna talk to people who know him people are gonna talk to him so it's not like so far-fetched to like if i went to the comedy store joe rogan talks about it all the time you're probably gonna run into joe rogan and if you know anybody who has been another frequent there you'll probably hang out and talk with joe rogan at some point you know what i'm saying oh yeah they're uh they're approachable when they're when they're doing those types of things yeah. And if you're coming with company that already kind of has a rapport, I mean, that was it. Yeah. I met Chris Rock and he was like, hey, Chris, nice to meet I was like, I can't call you Chris. What do you call him? Mr. Rock? I don't know. It was just like, yeah, I, I, more or less, I was like, yeah, I know your name. 
<laughs> I got that. Oh, are you introducing yourself? Did I you mean, say, I, I, I assume that's play. I was like, yeah. I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a Chris Rock bit, and the only one that I can think <laughs> of is, like... is the only one that I can think of is good. God, that's expensive. <laughs> How about I give you and then he? You said good God, but you know he said goddamn. <laughs> oh, did he? You probably, yeah. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> my Puritan brain. I know my Puritan brain uh, cleaned that up. That is that is super interesting. Well, I mean, the, it's like six dudes, like the the game Six Degrees. It it's is if that. you know one. Even that's what in, I'm saying in a about- smaller in a smaller um, ecosphere. It's similar here where. Dude, that guy, the guy, I'm going to say, it, the 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 guy who pulled his dick out on me, I literally just ran into him in L.A. He was like, oh, shit, it's you. And I was like, oh, hey. You're like, hey, remember me? I'm the one who showed you my penis. No, and I was like, hey, yeah, no, high five for you. Thank you. <laughs> you can keep that hand to yourself. <laughs> I can't imagine where that's been today. So probably on his junk. Holy God, how many times is the question? But just driving down the road, he's just like if it's uh if it's properly groomed, it should be okay. <laughs> yeah, he keeps that thing well polished. <laughs> so so I'm just saying it do you see what the point is is that here I am, I just go to it, I live here, I go there, and I'm running into this guy on happenstance. Right. And he actually offered me a legitimate job at the Pussycat Dolls Club. Ooh. Well, here's the thing. It was coming from him, and it had pussy in the title, and I didn't know what that place was, so I told him no. Oh. And he was like, you'd be really good at this, blah, blah, blah. He was like, no, I'm serious. You should go there. I can get you a thing, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. But He then, didn't mention but Carmen Electra or... No, I think he assumed I knew what it was, yeah. and I didn't. And I, now, in hindsight, I was like, "Damn, he probably could have really hooked me up with that." However, in all honesty, now do I owe him a favor? Do you want to owe that guy a favor? No, it, no. But that's the way it all works, though. Yeah, but the, the, I don't want that. And I know a lot. Of, I know a good handful of chicks that have gotten themselves into some real trouble with people that they thought were just hooking them up because they were cute no, or whatever. They wanted, and then uh, they ended up getting way in over their head. And I well, just that's what that's what uh, Weinstein got in trouble for, because he was hooking up these actresses in roles. And so far, the only girl that flat out said no was Gwyneth Paltrow. But. I think she talks about how it did hurt her a little bit where she didn't get a role or some or a role or a job that she really wanted. But yeah, if uh I'm telling you, that's uh oh, in, I, in the meat dude this whole dude, the casting couch is a real thing. One hundred percent. This is not like uh some made up concept. But that's what I'm saying. Like when if I had met somebody else and or I had came across that, or I had a girlfriend who was like, hey, I'm auditioning at this place. You want to come with me? Cool. I'm down. But if if that's uh, if that's something that I'm getting a specific offer from a guy that, I mean, it's just a hard pill to swallow as far as just deciding that, you know, I want to take that favor. Like, Probably I, not. I, I just, 
I work off instincts a lot in a lot of situations, and that one just felt like this is just not it. A I, bad gut react. I mean, if you they 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 say that if you just have those gut instincts where just don't do it. But look, what if what if now here's here's a real scenario. Maybe if I went in an, on a regular audition, I might get treated one way. And if I go in with this guy, maybe the casting couch is tied into it and I don't well, even I know that going in. That you go in for an audition and then they call you later and they say, oh, the director wants to meet you at his house at 10 o'clock at night. This is what I'm saying. So it'll still like, happen. Like it's yes, but I'm but I'm also very much aware and considering the possibility, it's a risk that this isn't the way I want to get this, and you know hindsight. But even then, you just don't know. You know he could be he was legit enough. But another thing is he's he's not. I was at it's L A. Dude, L A. is a beast of its own. It's hypnotizing. I got stopped. I think twice on the same trip being invited to the Hugh Hefner's Playboy Mansion parties. <laughs> and they, but here's the thing. They won't, they'll invite, but they have people out there recruiting just for that. Yeah. And like they say, okay, here's the thing. You have to, you can't just go. You have to submit a photo. Right. They, well, they, they only want super hot people they do and they they want to also vet you they want to do a background check on you which they're not wrong for that but this is what i mean and so like there's like a infrastructure already set into that whole thing so i mean the whole thing is like definitely like all all feels like a slippery slope <laughs> and like when i to was to complete debauchery yeah but also i think you saved yourself i didn't i don't think you wanted to be part of it i all that I don't think I could handle it. This no. is what I'm saying. I feel like there's some chicks out there that really are like, oh, absolutely. Let's angle myself. Let's try to meet a famous person. Let's be at that party. Let's get in there. Let's try to make that happen. And the allure of fame is strong. Oh, no, it's there. It's palpable. It's like, are you trying to get famous? Then why are you here? If you're not here trying to get famous and like if you're not willing to sell yourself out, then you're like, you're getting walked over and stepped on and nobody cares. Just get the hell out of my way because I don't care if it's a reality show. I don't care if it's an infomercial. I don't care if it's a tampon commercial. I want my foot in and on that door. And if it means I got to do some weird stuff See, on a couch with a, with a director, dude, I'm down. If it's, I'm glad I'm not a, I'm glad I'm not a hot chick. These are, dude. don't think that there are, are gay talent agents out there doing, well, making I'm not, straight. I'm not that either. Yeah. But some straight dudes oh, will do a lot of stuff. Gay for to, pay. You know? Yeah. No, I still wouldn't do it. I just think it's out there and it, you have to be really like <laughs> some people are, this is what I mean. Some people are completely comfortable with that. Also, they're like, I don't mind sucking some dick to get, uh, <laughs> To get a six-figure, like, movie payout? Like, okay, who am I to judge? You, so Would I? Listen up. Listen up, motherfuckers. I don't think I uh, There's a lot of girls out there who just suck dick for free, so who's the dumb one? You know? Oh, my goodness. I'm just saying. You, you get your ass in a movie. You get $6 million, $6 million for a film or whatever, right? And, and you sucked a little dick. You have sucked. How do you so know it's a little? Could be a great big dick, but it's a, it's a, 
<laughs> seven figure penis. This is uh, this this is last off show the rails. of the year. <laughs> I'm sorry. This last show of the year. You invited me. <laughs> sorry. Here I'm, I'm just wanting to talk about the year, and you're uh, telling me wiener you stories. Questions. You're right, I did. Yeah. Because I never heard this story from you. This no, is a new story. There's lots of them. It's been a wild ride. But so the, I'm gonna chalk this one up to uh, Cody. And the dude who wants to whack off in front of her. He, I told you about the guy who pulled up on me. At, I was leaving a place one time and this guy pulls up on me. I pulled up my car to the red light and he was pretty heavy dude, like a good 300 pound black dude. And it was at a red light in Capitol Hill off the back of Roanoke. And there's nobody around. And all of a sudden, he walks right out in front of my car, turns and faces my Celica. And I just got off work at the bar. And you got to close down the bar and everything. So by that time, it's like 3 in the morning, you know. I'm tired. People at the bar are rowdy and obnoxious and sassy. It's just a full night of whatever. And so here comes this dude. And he turns and he opens his jacket and starts wiggling his little dingling at me. He helicopters it in front of you. Holy shit, I started laughing so hard and he i think he got mad and embarrassed and like shut his jacket all just like how dare you i was like you just wiggled your dick at me and and you're offended yeah (laughs) well because it is mega rude to when a dude shows you his wiener to laugh at you're not supposed to laugh at it you're not i was the Regardless like, of the situation, it was like the shaking of the belly and the dingle being so dingly that, and he was just like vigorously like wiggling all his business. I'm like, D- you left the house right now. You got up and out of it, the house so you could wiggle your wiener. That's hilarious. You are cracking me up right now. I have to go home. That was his goal for the day. Holy moly! How, but how many people do hey, you think he did you, that to? Hey, do you think he's setting his alarm? Is he like, ooh, it's three? He has it written down in his journal. You know what I mean? It's he like, has it written down. He's like, things to do today. He like prepped his little uh Fine. his little jacket. It's like all like folded this and is, pressed by the door. Like this is my helicopter jacket. Yes, exactly. It's like he, today I'm gonna go find women who are parked in their cars at three in the morning. I'm gonna wait for that red light. I'm gonna wait. And then boom. And then they're gonna look at it. They're going to fall in love with me because they're going to be I like, think he thinks what a man. Well, they're going to get scared or something. Yeah. But I literally just, I couldn't help. What if someone runs him over? That's what I was thinking. Like, you're going to step in front of the car? Yeah. At least you would maybe go for the pass, the driver's side door. Was he tall? Like, if he had, was, if he had been by your window, would you have been able to see it? Oh, it would have been eyeball high, I think. Okay. Yeah. So that he was w- tall. He was taller, tall enough. So yeah, that might have been a safer bet is to just come up alongside because if you're in the yeah. front, then someone if Could some just if hit some girl the gas. gets yeah some girl gets spooked yeah that's she's what gonna I run thought. you over hell yeah. <laughs> All right. And and it's late <laughs> night and it's late night so she could hit and run and nobody's gonna see it. That's odds play against you. Words to live by, men. Yeah. If <laughs> you are going to flash and helicopter <laughs> random women. In the middle of the night. Go door side. Go door side. Don't go to the front because you're going to get run over. You don't want to flash your dick and then get hit. That's No, because first of all, she's going to laugh. What if she laughs and then hits you with your, her oh car? Oh, my goodness. That is just insult to injury. That's, he would be <laughs> devastated. 
That would he would take a mega blow. How do you to his explain ego. that to the to the EMT? He's laying like, there with no pants. Sir, why bloody. are you naked with a raincoat on? How did this happen? You okay? Walk us through it. How did it happen? How did this happen? I was just walking. <laughs> she knocked my britches off. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god! That Can you nuts. imagine going to jail? For hit and run for hitting a dude who flashed his dick at you? I don't think you would go to jail, though, would you? Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, would vote no. I feel like that is a that is a court case that would go viral. It would be well. There, I mean, there's the there's there, this one case where this lady was getting divorced and she ran over her husband seventeen times. <laughs> This is not accidental. And she claimed it was an accident. That's she claimed that she didn't see him. But there's video <laughs> of her literally going forward and then going in reverse and then going forward and then going in reverse. She's like, I can't get off. I can't. How do I get off the body? There was I was also listening to this other true crime. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Sword and Scale, the they they were telling the story of a late of a woman who was married was having an affair and one day she she was having an affair with some guy that who who uh, she they worked together but he was with he had a strong relationship with this other girl so he was stepping out on her too yeah so the story is is that this lady uh had a conversation with her boyfriend not her mm -hmm. husband but then the boyfriend said, no, I'm going to work things out with my girl. This girl. We have to end this this affair. So what happened was is that the girl went and killed the girlfriend. boyfriend. The boyfriend's girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. The girlfriend. She killed, she killed her. To get her out. Of to get the, her out of the picture. Right. But then, But then she goes and because she's married, she goes to her husband. You know, uh, we're not. Uh, I feel like we're not close enough and we we don't have uh the the closeness that we used to have let's play this sex game and the sex game was that she blindfolded him and she just ran the edge of a sharp object along his body but then she stabbed him in the chest a bunch of times and he's there bleeding out so you're saying she had some <laughs> aggression issues <laughs> Kind of aggressive. So, under the, so the guy is blind. Oh, and he's handcuffed too. Of course. So he's tied up. He's blindfolded. His wife, uh, he thinks that his wife is just doing some kinky game, but she stabs him. And then the wife doesn't do anything, doesn't call 911 and just waits for a little bit, hoping that he just bleeds out. But he doesn't. So then she calls the cops. She calls the cops. And she's but like, then, look, I stabbed this guy. Almost, she says that. But she says, no, I will go and take him to the hospital. So she doesn't wait for the ambulance. Mm -hmm. So she gets him. She picks him up or helps him get up. Oh, puts and him then in a she car. drives over him 17 no, times. No, this is another one. Oh. <laughs> and then drives him to the hospital. But he's still not dead. And while, and while she, so she parked in the emergency room parking lot. She goes and stabs him more times. Oh, what a cunt. In the in the in the hospital parking lot, really hoping that he dies. Like but he does. By the way, idiots, <laughs> there's tons of fucking cameras at all hospitals because they know you guys are a bunch of wackadoos and you want to drop off dead bodies exactly. and be like So she tries she stabs him more times but doesn't kill him, but then 
I don't know. Here's it, another thing. Sounds like she's like really bad at stabbing. Well, she did kill the girl for the other girlfriend. Yeah, she was successful with that. We're not saying she's not a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> so then finally, the somehow the guy sort of gets away, makes it into the emergency room. And he's like, my wife stabbed me playing this sex game. Oh, no. And then the, that's how they catch her then. And then it took them a little bit to put they two said, and two together. It's not a game. She's <laughs> trying to kill you. It's like she actually, this, this game is called, let me see if I can kill you. But she was not successful. So the guy lived. Unfortunately, she did. That's kill. always. That, yeah. It always works out like that. weird. And you know what? I bet that guy that she was trying to get back together with, he was kind of like over it. By then. It was, yeah, it's like, he I was, don't think I. He's like, yeah, you know, you know how you killed your like last dude? I'm not like really excited to get in a relationship with you right now. Yeah. How is the how is. Uh, well, she's in jail. I mean, but could you imagine like Weird. if she did get out of jail, like, hey, meeting at the bar, like a lot of people do that, though. That's nuts. They're, this is not the first time this story has happened and people will like change their name, move to another city <laughs> and then go get weird again. <laughs> so I'll uh, use this as a segue. So how was your year <laughs> <laughs> to say that this year for me has been. Filled with listening to true crime podcasts. Oh, I love all the true crime podcasts. I'm not even kidding. Have you listened to Dr. Death? Not yet. Are you serial? No, because the, uh, no, no, because the, uh, the podcast that I listen to is, uh, Sword and Scale. And I have they have this feud with the girls that do the Dr. Death podcast. Whatever. So Dr. I, Death I was haven't. super good. By the way, so what, uh, Cody? Yeah, this whole year, what do you has, listen uh, to? My favorite murder. They're like top rated podcast of all times. Not yet. They're like on at least the top ten. No, because the 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 podcast that I like to listen to, the voice has to be, uh, it has to be like a menacing voice. I don't I don't want to hear your bullshit right now. These girls are hilarious. No, I don't like hilarity in my true crime. I want it blah, to blah, be. Blah. I want it to be sort of my like my favorite the, murder. I want it to be the Georgia, theater of the mind. Georgia and Karen. Because I did listen to this out. true pri- true crime podcast called uh, Generation Y. Yeah, where it's this these, these two dudes. Uh, yep. But I even stopped listening to them because it's too clinical. Um, first they're a little slow. But I just really like the how Sword and Scale is produced. Have and you, I like this dude's okay, voice. Okay, so let me tell you this. It's interesting. So, again, I'm just going to say this. I love My Favorite Murder. Uh, these chicks are hilarious. They're totally, like, self-made in the way that they met at a party and they started <laughs> telling these horrific murder stories. And the other girl was like... Oh, yeah, I heard about that. And they were, like, having a conversation. Everybody else who was, like, in the vicinity just started leaving. And they were the only <laughs> ones talking about this, like, dark, yeah, gruesome I, stuff. That's may has, that, that may have happened to me. That's Carlos at a party. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, folks, he's, like, talking about the... Do you the, like to paint blood things? Because I, like, really <laughs> like blood things. So, talking about the, the, the guy who was in this chat room and all they did was talk about how they wanted to kill kids and then eat them. No, that's not the same. Okay. <laughs> this is like third party action, not first person scenarios. So I stopped eat, stopped doing that a long time. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so uh the dark web. 
Um, but yeah, these chicks, they talk about a lot of these crazy stories and then they have gained so much, so much success through that, that they now have their own, uh, network right, right. podcast network yeah. and now they're producing a show called jensen and holes paul holes is the guy who broke open the um the case in sacramento uh what was the 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 mass murderer guy the soldier guy no he was a cop he was a cop he ex-cop who was uh the Golden State Killer. Golden State Killer. <clears throat> from the 70s. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. they finally solved that th- like this last year. And so, um, but now they have a bunch of cold case and uh, case cold cases that they are now kind of crowdsourcing for information to mm-hmm. help solve these cold cases. But they go over these very real cases and they have a really cool way of delivering it they have nice their voices sound really good and it's also kind of interesting because they set up some parameters so that the families can get the help but not be affected by the other people's participation okay and um they're also trying to do good by actively solving these cases so it's that one's a really good one too it's jensen and holes by the look into it exactly right but here's the thing though I listen thing. to these. I listen to this true crime at night. Why? So I go How do to you be- do that? How do you, I can't do that? I go to bed. I had to stop watching Dexter at night. <laughs> I go to bed. I put my headphones on, and then I listen to the shows. And, and I listen I just to murder asleep. stuff. I listen to murder stuff. So my I do that with comedy. I listen to a comedy station and just listen to comedy with my headphones on until I fall asleep. Well, I like to listen to. Death and Mayhem. Death and Mayhem. And I listened to this other podcast called the uh, the No Sleep podcast, which is just ghost stories. What the fuck is so wrong someone, with you? So someone, so they get they they have a sub, they have a Reddit they have a subreddit on Reddit. Subreddit where, Reddit where people write stories, and then this No Sleep podcast that produces them, so they have voice actors. It's like Pulp Fiction. But like, all horror, like yeah. all scary. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 do or like, uh, a, like f- fan fiction. Right. Yeah. So one of my favorite stories that they did was about, um, like they do a lot of stories that are like go just ghost stories and demon stories and oh I I know the one now the the creepiest one of the creepiest ones was about. These two kids who were locked in the basement and the two kids would talk to each other. It's this brother and sister. They would talk to each other and then they would say, but mom, mom doesn't talk to us anymore. Dad must be out of town. We haven't seen dad in a long time. And then they're just talking to each other. And then the you, you hear the door open and then footsteps coming down and it's like, hey, mom. But then the mom doesn't say anything and then goes out and then. The little boy said, oh, I wonder why she's mad at us. I hope dad comes home soon. And then you hear the dad coming, That you you hear the door open and the dad coming down. And it turned out that the little kids were just ghosts 
and that the mom had killed the two little bo- the two oh, little kids. No. And then the dad came down and found the bodies. Oh no. So they do just stuff like that. So I like to fall asleep listening to that stuff. Well, there's something disturbingly wrong with you for that. But I've conditioned do you listen myself. To lore? No. Lore's the shit. Is it you will love that. Isn't that on uh, Amazon? That's a show on Amazon. They started it as a show, but it originated oh. as a podcast. Okay. And it's dope. And it's all that kind of creepy stuff that's but actually is it in based creepy off voices. Of, it's based the guy has this really interesting cadence of talking that really um illustrates and and supports the kind of creepy stuff that he's talking See, about. See, when I what I listen it needs to have that. But it's based off of real stuff. Real stuff. So it adds this like extra element and he really tries to not go into anything that has like you know some some like kind of I don't know, like a hoax that has any suspicion of hoax. He oh, tries to go into things that legit. have really been proven and people have gone to... He won't absolutely say it was not there definitively... There were a certain number of degrees so, hold on. So the camera would... So, this is Later that night, scale. on August 29th, Look at this guy's a police voice. officer arrives to the Woodward home Do to Lord. supervise an exchange that, unbeknownst to all parties, would lead to a double homicide. That's and so listen to that like if you listen to Holes and Jensen um that one you'll like the sound of those dudes voice but listen to Lore. It's very interesting. Holes like H O L E S? Yes. I'm looking it up. I don't see it. Producer Jamie, look up Holes and... Oh, it's Jensen and Holes. Jensen and Holes. Well, fine then. Okay, here. I'll just... uh... I'm dyslexic. I apologize for my dyslexics. You know what? Murder Squad. That's what it's called. The Murder Squad. A restful night's sleep allows me to conquer my daily tasks. Oh, is this the guy? And one of them. Yeah. You know, the sleep number bed. I'm not saying that it. How is is that blood distributed? Is that Mm -hmm. something? Because you could have an offender going back and touching that screen at various points in time. Oh, so they're analyzing. So I'd want to see how that blood was deposited. Does it look like it was deposited? Because there's two of them. They're going back and forth saying, right, here's the facts. But but Jensen is a, a detective. He's a legitimate. So he, they're saying, how would you approach this? He's a cold case detective. So he's like, here's how I'd. So it adds this legitimacy to it. So mm. do lore. Okay, I'm looking. His cadence is really interesting. I've noticed that I prefer, I, I don't want, I don't want to listen to two people talk about the two crime. I want to hear it in narrative form. Right, like you want to hear a story about like it. Like a story so, about it. So listen to lore. Okay, there you go. Which uh, do you does uh, any particular episode come to mind for you? <clears throat> Not off the top of my right, head. Let's do hole in the head. This one involving a bean that was poisonous. Trial by diving seemed to be limited to India and Southern Asia, and it involved staying underwater long enough to be proven innocent. This but guy kind of has an NPR voice. As far as I'm concerned, was known as trial by blood. Keep in mind, in the case of murder, there's a lot of emotion. 
there's pain and loss, as well as anger and confusion. You see what I mean? Maybe it was the alcohol, or perhaps the pain was too much to bear. Okay. Williams quickly agreed to the idea. All right, I'll give this one a shot. Unsurprisingly... Yeah. I think you'll like that, especially for what you're talking about narrative. He gives the narrative, but he also knows how to weave the story so that there is a reveal if there is to be a reveal. Mm. You know what I mean? He's not going to give it to you all up front. He'll let that thing unravel in a way that you're following along and and it has that narrative effect. Uh, but it's based off of real stuff, which makes it really cool. So this is the... This is a fucking nightmare. This is the and no sleep song, podcast. You know what he kept saying? Yeah. He kept saying how it'll mean so much to Kandra to know you're in it's here. It's like an audio book. away. That you'll yeah. live your whole life in the dark. In this. So I've, uh, I, I, this is what I listen to every night. And I've conditioned myself to where I can't go to sleep if I'm not, if I'm not listening to if something. If I'm not creeped out. If I'm not creeped out. <laughs> And then there's this but other... But here's another question. Do you get creeped out? No. Well, sometimes. But not off of those. There's this other podcast called The Paranormal something or other. And he does this segment called The Theater of the Mind. Mm-hmm. Where he'll take a story of someone either seeing a demon or a ghost or an alien. Mm-hmm. And then he'll read it very dramatically. And the only the only thing really that... Uh, I exhibit in being freaked out is that if I'm listening to that, I can't have my foot dangle off of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> like he was, you're so afraid something's going to touch it. He was uh, talking about this, dr- this uh, experience that someone had where they saw a really old woman. Like, did, have you seen the shining? Yeah. You know, that scene where, uh, this beautiful naked woman is in the tub. And then she gets up and then walks towards him. And then I think he start they start making out, but then she just transforms into that old, yeah, deteriorated zombie looking old lady. Yeah. So they were doing a story and every they were de- man's worst nightmare. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. It's like you she were was supposed hot. to be hot. It's like the mega beer goggles. <laughs> Holy shit. No, so they were doing a story, something along those lines. And the and then has he saying as this woman is crawling towards him with long finger like he's doing that my uh, foot was dangling off of the bed and I could have sworn oh. <laughs> I felt something brush across it and then I went boop put that foot right he back said, under the covers <laughs> that was him pooping his pants right there by the way boop. so I that's what I like I like that one so little this, pebble this year has been filled with a lot of uh, a lot of true crime. More than normal, um, you know. And the like, do, do you ever watch Dateline? No. Like that. That's almost like the to. original I true used crime. To. Yeah. But they haven't done. It's all repeats. Twenty twenty do was kind of like that too. Sometimes they were doing a lot of that. Um, but I think uh, you know what the the cold case. I used to watch Cold Case a lot, A&E's Cold Case on TV back in the day. And like these chicks that I'm talking about, they get a lot of stuff from that, too. And um, they just revisit things that are already out there. And it's for me, it's I rather do it with their little sense of humor because it kind of breaks the heaviness. No, I don't like that. Yeah, well, you don't have to do everything that I do, Carlos. I'm not going to do it. But. 
but you give it a shot just for fun, just to like see no, if it's tickled. Out. You can still be freaked out. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy something else that has some entertainment value too. Yeah, Broad, broaden your <laughs> broaden your horizon there, buddy. No, I'll pass. <clears throat> so, do you have a favorite episode? Like, what episode? Like of your podcast for of the my year. show? Yeah, I do. What was that? Let me think. <laughs> my favorite episode that I've done. You know what? It, 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 I'm pretty sure this is correct. It's the first show that I did with uh, Ellen Many. So she's the she's a producer and she's a she's a, a, a host of Evening Magazine. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but. I am writing it so, on a postcard. So you're 2020. I am offended. No, it's I'm because <laughs> it was the first. I mean, she's famous. I'm offended. <laughs> like she's on local TV. I get it. I'm so nobody. Like, you're nobody, bitch. So it's like I was able to convince someone that is. Uh, yeah. That 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 uh, like is in le- at the legitimate entertainment world. Yeah, like I was able to convince. She's been on twice, and we're talking. She's going to be back probably next month. So I think that's probably my famous one because uh, I didn't really like everyone else that I've that has been on the show. I sort of have known, mm-hmm. so there's there's a familiarity there. You don't know, but me. she's the first one who I really didn't know. Like, we yeah. only chatted for a few minutes before we actually did the show. So it's yeah. not like I did a whole lot of, uh, like, I was able to build that rapport right. prior. I right. built it during. And it was just it was just awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like she's, I can sort of label her as a friend, really. Mm-hmm. Like, she, uh, she invited us Does to. Does she know uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> no. no, she invited us to to this party that she was having at her place uh, like m- last month. We couldn't go, but I'm like, hey, that's super cool. Should have gone. We should have gone. We, I don't think we, where were we? Like we were out of town or something. Mexico. No, we were having our movie night. Not that's a good enough did. excuse. Re- <laughs> you should sometimes, you got to rearrange your shit. And yeah, so that's probably my favorite one that that I've done. Uh, okay. I'll, act, I'll act like I'm happy for you. <laughs> And that's what friends should do. Yeah. I'm super happy for you. That sounds awesome. <laughs> she sounds so interesting. She had such nice nails. No, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> My nails are banging. Okay. Don't. Although I do have a show that was just torturous. Oh, shit. Is that, am I in that one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the first of, well, I mean, we did, we did uh, do one where we were pretty hammered. Oh, my God. That was a a mess. <laughs> it was, I think it was like one of the first ones that I did. It was you, like the third one or did, something. Yeah. Where we we drank like two bottles. Holy goalie. We drank a bunch before. We drank two during. I think. But I also think that I was coming off of a camping trip where I had been extra anniversary, me and my husband's anniversary party time. Yeah. And was like, I said I was doing it. I'm going to do it. I just got to go there. And then I went here and I was like, let's keep it rolling. <laughs> Hot mess. Well, that's one of the more interesting hey, things Hey, I didn't cry. Happened. Okay. Are you a crier when you get hammered? No. 
could be. Depends on what the situation is. <laughs> but you, I've also seen some uh, some like hardcore drinking dude friends of mine who mm-hmm. drunk cry. You Do know, they? You know not not every time, but that's when you know it's like all of a sudden they're like crying, drunk crying, and I'm like, they're like we're like sure about what? Oh fuck! Like just I a, love you a, so a, much. Happiness, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I love you. It was this the fact that we have each other as friends like this. It's I like, never want to lose you. Oh shit, dude. But I think but here's the thing about drunk crying. If I can just like divert a little bit, is that I think once you start the emotional trail of the drunk cry, yeah. It the the floodgates are open. Well, right, because then you start thinking about all the other nonsense. You've already opened up though. Now it like all the shit you've been shoving yeah. way the fuck down. It's like all of a sudden that channel is all the way is like all the other stuff. I don't my brother, my brother's a drunk crier though. Like any little thing, why'd you why'd like you say what, that? What constitutes crying? Tears. How many? Like enough, enough. More than one. Yeah. Does like, watery eyes watery constitute eyes? crying? No, no. I'm when you talk about drunk crying, it's like. Well, when, no, just crying in general. I mean, I, I'll tear up at some stuff. Yeah, that's crying. I'm crying. Like I, I told you. I said something, and then all of a sudden my dad looked at me, and I was like, that's the first time I thought, like, he might cry. Oh, my God. He's got a real emotion there yeah. for a second. And, like, you can see it in the eye. And sometimes just that counts. Like, even hmm. if they suck it back real quick, you know, it's like. the you know What gets me, what makes my eyes water is the, the A Star is Born soundtrack. <laughs> I save my emotions for when I watch the the shallow is video. That, is that Lady Gaga? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm in love with Lady Gaga now. Okay. This year was the late this the year, year was the year Gaga. that I appreciated really how talented Lady Gaga is. Dude, that chick's a beast. She's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, she wasted. Okay, okay. I was not a Lady Gaga years ago because she was just doing stupid music. But then now She's doing real music. No, but she was always capable of that. But she no, yeah, was absolutely. like, she, she was just like, went pop and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna just stomp my way into this thing yeah. and like make the loudest boom that I can. Yeah. And once I'm there, then, then I'll, I'll I don't have to you know, I've heard of um okay, so again, this is like <laughs> Hey, 2020 is all about name dropping. Okay, I'm all, I'm gonna <laughs> drop all the fucking names, and you can just get a broom and sweep them the fuck up. But I I knew Pink <clears throat> briefly. I love Pink. Yeah, and so we were talking, and she was like, "Yeah, man, in the beginning, I had an opportunity, and like Babyface was like, I'm gonna put you on my record. So I did all this stuff that they wanted me to do." And it was like really poppy. And once I actually had my footing and established myself as an artist, then I could make my shot. Then you could do what you want. Yeah. It's like Call anything. my own shots and do what I wanted to do. Do yeah. the music I want. You have to want. pay your dues. <clears throat> but you also kind of got to take the opportunity that's looking you in the face right. sometimes and do the shit that they want well, you to do. It's like actors. Like Jennifer, one of Jennifer Aniston's first movies was <laughs> Leprechaun. Oh, Jesus. Like, would she do a Leprechaun now? Hell no. <laughs> No. Yeah, exactly. So, well, that's so what I said. Remember, I was did. saying about LA, though. I'll do the tampon commercial. I'll do the Cialis commercial. I'll do all the fucking commercials. I'll do 
<clears throat> the infomercials. The I'll do the cream commercial. I don't know about that, but maybe you'll do the like the the infomercials where you're hawking shit and stuff, selling stuff. Hey, and those if you get them national, those national <clears throat> commercials. Reality TV, pay all that, really well. whatever, right? Yeah. They just <laughs> want to get because there's actually, I mean, legitimately, there's a good handful of um, reality stars who s- started cosmetics or like. Uh, clothing lines and a whole business infrastructure off that little bit yeah. of fame. So, if that's you got to work, I'm not mad at. I'm no. not anybody who's who's going for it in that direction. And well, Lady Gaga has definitely La- proven her her worth. So she's really good. So I just love that whole "A Star Is Born" soundtrack. So uh, I cry at all reality although- TV like song shows where they win. Like the second they're winning and you know they come from nothing. But I also cry at prices right when they like win That's too much. No, I know. I'm that That's person though. Like if I see this old lady and she like used to watch the show all the time and she woke up at six in the morning and drove across country in an R V so she could go on the prices right. And now she's winning and she's winning all the stuff and the cash and the thing and she's like crying and I'm like that is like the biggest day of that chick's life, and we're watching it right now. I did get, you, I get choked up. Did you watch Ellen? Ellen's five days of no, giving. No, I would cry though. That's all it was. It's let's put how, let's see how many stories we can put in this show that will just uh, per, uh, prompt people to cry. I think it numbs you after watching too many. Yeah, like though. I watched one of them, and I'm okay. That's enough. Because it was all this, it was like, oh, we're buying you a house and we're buying you a car. And like, oh, you did this. You, you were poor, like whatever. Like the one that, the actually the only one that I watched all the way through was this. It was a family that the mother had passed away from cancer, of course, right? And then the, the he had two daughters and the dad, the dad lost his wife. And then a few months later, he lost his job. So they were just going through a really hard time. And then one of the daughters made a video to say that her dad deserved blah, 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 blah. So they did a whole bunch of stuff for this family. And it was with, I think that was the one that Jennifer Aniston joined in on. Mm-hmm. And then I saw this and I'm like, I told Lori, I was like, this, this whole show is just going to be an hour's worth of tearjerker moments. And then we changed the channel. Yeah, but also, <laughs> started watching the Mandalorian. Is it not a, <laughs> a built-in tax write-off for them? Yeah, it's all. I mean, it's all money that from sponsors. But no, I'm saying they actually have to give away a certain amount of money to to balance out the taxes. No. Well, who does? The Ellen Show. Oh well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's that's that's another reason why Oprah loved giving away stuff. She was trying to because it's balance a, out. Well, her. but I think a lot of the stuff was donated. Like there were, she gave cars away, but like Nissan gave gives the For cars sure. away. So it's all, but it's that, all promotion again. When they give it away, it's still a tax write off. What they don't show. What they don't talk about is how those people have to pay taxes, taxes. and all of that. Like that's no. the worst. Thing. Unless price she pays is right, for them. price is right. You got to pay taxes on anything. Yeah, you have to pay on make. anything uh, above six hundred bucks. You got to pay taxes. Yeah, on. like she Ellen bought some people a house. Yeah, and it was this nice house, which is kind of weird because then you're assuming that that those people could afford the utilities, property tax, and property tax, and 
homeowner's insurance and there, if there's homeowner dues. and No, you do, what you do is you turn around and sell that shit. And then yeah. you financially, you keep the money of yeah. any kind of profit That's that you make you off that. Anything. And then go get a condo. Right. That's and what you do. Pay that off and then put some money. In. Hey, people, put put a little money away. Put, put it, it away. Put in some so 2020 has to be the year of savings for me. I need to build up my savings account again. Yeah. I probably won't do it, though. Diversify mutual funds, stocks and bonds. Stocks and bonds. Bonds. Bond gold. your stocks. Bullion. Gold Gold bullion. teeth. Gold teeth. Um, shekels. Pirate, German pirate hooks. <laughs> German pirate hooks. Cougarants. Yeah. Gold bars. Gold bars. Silver bars. Silver bars. I'm down for silver bars. <laughs> There's got to be a use for silver long term. Were- werewolves are real. <laughs> According Platinum. to your podcast. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> diamonds. Oh, don't even. Here's the thing. Don't invest in diamonds. You can make diamonds out of anything anymore. And so. Out of peanut butter. I don't know about peanut butter. I'll take your word for it. But There's I know they can video. make it out of plastic, too. And so they're doing like eco diamonds. Yeah. And so. Whatever, whatever's to that. I, you I, want the. I want the silver bar. You want the good diamonds, the blood diamonds. No, hey, hey, <laughs> anybody want to buy me a Christmas gift? And tis the season and all. I, I, silver, silver bars, silver bars, <laughs> silver bars. <laughs> I'm accepting and collecting all silver dollars, silver bars, silver hoop earrings, silver studs, whatever you got. Not gold, just silver. Oh, gold. Come on. Gold. Not th- we don't have to be flashy here. I'll take your silver. <laughs> silver, baby. Uh, well, it's been a crazy year. 2020. It's, it's around the corner. It's almost. Is that not weird? It's weird, right? 2020? Shouldn't I, You felt like you were supposed to have a flying car by now, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was born in 78. I was born to ride. It just seems like that was a lot of decades ago. Yeah, but... I'm just saying, when you thought of the future, 2020 sounds and seemed crazy. I never thought about the future. I was just busy thinking about this gorgeous ponytail. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a planner. Why, why think of the future when you got right right now? I never, yeah, I, I mean, the, there's all of these conversations about, oh, we're flying cars and blah, 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 blah. Like, the only really time I thought about the future was when I saw Back to the Future Part 2. Did you not like the Jetsons? Yeah, but I never I mean, associated it with, I'm going to live in that future. No, thought, but that hey, was like this, it was this, exactly, but it was this, like, articulation of, like, futuristic and the 50s was a lot based off of like these futuristic ideas and the microwave was this thing right it was completely out of my my mind sphere one foot the only time it came into play was with back to the future part two and then i'm like there's gonna be shoes that you don't have to tie and actually the biggest the coolest thing that the back to the future movies had the part two was that uh there was this little round uh, circle that looked like a cookie, and mm-hmm. then they put it on a pizza pan, and, and then they put it into co- the re- yeah, pizza. They put it in the rehydrator, like, and then it came out a full pizza. I'm like, oh, 
That would be so cool. That's valuable. That's but, as far okay. ahead of it that I got. So, and you know what? Your rehydrated, your rehydrated pizza. I was gonna say pussy. <laughs> wow. Your rehydrated how pizza. Da- how dare you? <coughs> how dare you rehydrate a pussy? You should <coughs> never let it get that dry. No, you've done something wrong. You need like to hydrate, you need some hydrate, lotion on hydrate. It or something. <laughs> So isn't there cream for that? No, sort of God stuff? bless it. I'm not changing the subject. I'm saying re. I started it, but that was my fault. Rehydrated pizza is your flying car. That yes. was your idea of the exactly. future. That's what I wanted. I want no no lacing shoes and and rehydrated pizza. Yes. Okay. So, but we're not there, and we're in the future now. But I don't have my rehydrated pizza. That's what I'm saying. I don't have my flying car. This is all wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't be up here. I should have pizza. I should pizza. be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people right. for hope. Yes, us young people. How us dare young people. You write it down. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. Yes. Of rehydrated pizza. We need a revolution. <laughs> You stole my childhood because I did not get rehydrated pizza. Or yet I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, I can just order a pizza, People but it's not suffering. rehydrated. People are hey. dying. Entire ecosystems They'll are bring collapsing. It to you. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. Oh. All oh. you can talk you know about who this chick is? is happy and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. What about the How happy? Dare you? Oh. Is that, is that the chick oh, on the cover of How dare you? Time? Yes. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Like, who wants to listen to her? Apparently, a lot of woke ass motherfuckers. A bunch of Get bunch woke. Of, bunch of nutniks. 20 2020 wokeness. <laughs> Get All your right. troll on. Right, I think we should We this. should segue to happy. <laughs> we should segue to happy. So hey. we want to wish Cody and I and everybody at the CZ Media uh, Umbrella Umbrella want to wish everyone Juan Juan to wish. <laughs> Is that what I said? No, I'm just. I want to say. I want to say. I, <laughs> from now on, I want to say. I want to wish everybody. <laughs> we okay. saw Napoleon Dynamite the other day for movie. movie night. Eat it, Tina. <laughs> Eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> it made me want to talk like Pedro for a I, while. Forever. Forever. Like I, I, I don't want know. to wish you a Merry Christmas. I just I just got really hot. Yeah, exactly. He shaved his head. So I went to the kitchen and drank some water, but I was still very hot. I was still very hot. So I went to the bathroom and I shaved off all my head. <laughs> Is it racist if I do it? No. It's not racist if I do it. <laughs> it's not racist if anybody does it. No, don't fucking sweat that shit. Can just do you, it. Louis C.K., I love that guy. Yeah. Hey, if he pulls his dick at and you just say, hey, I would appreciate it if you would just put well, that no, away, Well, no, he would have asked you first Yeah, so just say no. Just say, say no. no to the offer. Just it's, be like, no, Louis, hey, uh, if I have a choice here, my my choice is no. Yeah, like we can That's say That's the thing when later. the chicks were like, yeah, he was jacking off while he was on the phone with me. Well, fucking hang up. Hang up. 
Sorry. Like, no, I couldn't hang up. Dude, if somebody's <laughs> trying to pee on you and you don't want to get peed on, step the fuck out of the way. Yeah, or like, it's roll, a, you roll also roll have your away. own life choices, okay? Just saying. Words to live by. Yeah, so All 2020. Right. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine, she's here. You can take a break. Don't forget to subscribe to us on. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Cougar sauce. Coming coming in 2020. Support our sponsors, uh, Rancho Bravo Tacos. Do Mm, more Rancho in 2020. More tacos. More tacos. More tacos. What do you have to plug, Cody? I want to plug myself, okay? I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be teaching Capoeira in the community. Um, Also, I want to plug fabulouscleaningservices.com. They're out there. They're doing great commercial cleans, home cleans, industrial. And if you just like to come home to a clean and you don't want to have to do the work but live the lifestyle and not have to deal with it, give them a call. Look them up. They have great before and afters. What's the website? It's fabulouscleaningservices.com. Check them out. Last show of the year. Keeping it classy. Oh, We're yeah. out there. Black Strong and the girl. And With no Black Strong. It's okay. Is He's, Black Strong going to be back? He'll be back. Okay. But also, we're keeping it classy in Seattle. We're talking about the classroom experience, the cl- the classroom of life, and everything in between. And so just be on the lookout. We're sharing giggles. We're sh- sharing ourselves, sharing stories. And we're also under the CZ Media uh, umbrella. So... Support, like, we're on all the same iTunes, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Instagram, Keeping It Classy Seattle. Check us out and keep it happy. Because I'm happy. It's time.